Yo, what's up guys? This is uh, Coach Jovan back at it again with another episode of Weight Room Overtime. As you guys may know already, if you're new to the channel, please subscribe, like, give a comment. These are very controversial. I love to get uh, basically you guys ideas and, and what you guys been taught and what you guys think of the topics really and then give me some new ideas that maybe you guys you know may have some questions about or want to know a little bit more about you know that situation or your situation i'd love to you know make a video about it if i can um but for today's video we have a pretty interesting one that i think um if you are have been around i wouldn't say exercise uh, i guess you could say exercise but more into sports if you have been around sports for a long time play sports the majority of your let's say childhood and you know, maybe early adulthood. Um, this might be a pretty good topic, um, as you may know already, right? So warm-ups, right? What is the whole issue with warm-ups? Do you feel as an athlete, were they, you know, helpful for you or depending on your sport, right? Because it might be different. Or do you think you weren't really aware of the situation of why you're warming up, why it's so important, or maybe why it's not important to, to warm up, right? Um, which leads me to the, the controversial topic around exercise science really um, and the question has been should static stretching be used in a warm-up setting right so static stretching what is static stretching what is dynamic stretching right so for those who may not know what static stretching means or, or what it is is essentially if, if when you're involving a muscle group right or a muscle um, that is not recruiting other muscles or other joints to be able to produce that stretch. So for example, if you bring your arm across your chest, right? This is gonna be a static stretch because again, you're not using momentum, you're not using you know, your legs, you're not using your torso, your core to make the stretch happen. Um, so that's kind of what it is when you're isolating one muscle group essentially into a stretching form or you know, extension of that muscle. Um, what is a dynamic stretch, right? Dynamic stretch is now the opposite of that where you are maybe, you know, lunging, for example, right? Maybe you are, you know, squatting, hold squat, split squat. Now you're maybe doing, you know, um, you know, open the gates, for example, right? So those are going to be dynamic stretching. So now you understand what static stretching is, kind of, you know, isolated standing, you know, and usually, or sitting down reaching for your toes, that's gonna to be a static stretch rather than, you know, a dynamic stretch where you're gonna have a little bit of running, maybe, you know, 10 yards, you know, you're doing, you know, some open arms and stuff like that. So that's the difference between today. The, the controversial topic is, you know, should you apply these before a game or should you, you know, have whole static stretch before a game? I know that's been in, in the world of soccer that I come from. Ideally, you would have us warm up and then you would do static stretching, but is it really benefiting us was a question. Um, that I think I got out of this and, and wanted to, you know, kind of educate you guys a little bit into maybe what I feel would be ideal. Uh, but again, this is different for every sport, right? We have a, we, we can have a team of baseball players and it's going to be different than, you know, a soccer player, for example, right? Depending on the movements of the sport. So when we look at warm-ups, right, there's this key factor that, you know, most trainers or strength and conditioning professionals should you know, a bad buy, um, and that is going to be a ramp, right? So what is a ramp? We use this phrase, ideally, just to remember how the components of a correct warm-up should be, um, depending on the sport again. Um, so raise is going to be for the R, right? Activate and mobilize, and then we have potentiate at the very end, right? So what we're doing is essentially the, the reason for a warm-up, it's really to elevate your 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 heart rate to elevate your uh, core temperature, your body temperature, and 
maybe a joint for example as well right depending if you need that joint to you know run faster or whatever it may be um, and again we're preparing your your athletes physically and mentally and this could be if you're not in a sport as well right so for example for those you know gym lovers or people that love exercise do you guys um also do a warm-up before you let's say you start squatting or you start you know deadlifting clean and jerk you know power clean do you guys do your own little routine of, of a warm-up or leave me in the comments um let me know what you guys usually do before you you know step into a barbell or step into a bench do, or let me let me know a little bit about your routine and what you what you guys do to prepare yourself mentally maybe or physically um uh, before you go up there and put 225 on or whatever it may be right uh there has to be a way that you have done this right unless you've learned from your experiences because the reason we like to also introduce um you know a warm-up is really to you know delay that that risk of injury if we can um and hopefully not have your athletes get injured you know in the first 10 minutes of a game for example right so we don't want any of that i don't think you want to experience that in the gym either if, if you tear your you know your shoulder girdle or if you tear your bicep if you tear you know your your chest for going 225 right at the bat and not warming up you know there's going to be some consequences right that when you get older it gets worse so um that was the, the the topic for today let me know in the comments what you guys think in regards to should you warm up you know hold, hold stretches or should you you know incorporate more of like i'm gonna run 10 yards by doing bounds or am i doing skips anything like that before you begin a movement like let's say you go running or let's say you're gonna do you know a crossfit workout let me know a little bit about what you guys do what you guys think and what you guys have been told and the reason you guys think you should or should do it that way right so that's the big you know topic should you or should you not um but i also wanted to see um what you guys think as far as you know the sport that you play so for example if i have a group of let's say 10 year old baseball players right um that is a sport that is predominantly played in i would say all directions so you're multi-joint and you know in all planes of motion really so you're going sideways you're going forward you're going backwards up and down right um so you know when you when you when you start looking at it that way compared to what you're going to be doing maybe or the sport that you play and all the movements that are incorporated in there that's the way you kind of want to program or plan your warm-up as well um so you may want to start with just elevating your heart rate which could be as you guys may see already with a lot of baseball players or a lot of sports you have you know your players you know have a quick small jog around the field or very light you know 10 20 yard shuttle or whatever um that is again to, to prepare the body a little bit before we start you know doing the dynamic exercises right so then that leads me to the next thing right so after you have kind of figured out or to plan ahead like what you're going to exercise or you know what sport you're playing and here for example we're doing baseball um so we're going to have the athletes warm up a little bit around the field after that, that should take about five minutes or so after that we're going to incorporate about 10 minutes of a dynamic warm-up and that includes everything from let's say a um skips bounding um what do we have as well open up uh, uh, open gates closed gates we have side steps stuff like that after we do shuttles of those for about 10 minutes then we're going to incorporate um you know dynamic stretches um and static stretches after that as well so arm circles gaiters um you know above the head across the body before we start even throwing the ball so that's the key component because when we look at baseball players there's a lot of repetitive motion 
especially when you start young, uh, for all the baseball players out there, you probably, you know what I'm talking about, where you start throwing at a very young age and then by the, you know, 16, 17 year olds or even high school, you start noticing a lot of pain in regard to your joints, maybe your elbow, maybe your shoulder, um, etc. right? Um, that is maybe from the lack of prepping your body beforehand and in your earlier years that you didn't necessarily know what you were doing. And that is my whole goal today is as a parent, if you're a parent, if you're a brother, you know, cousin, or yourself, if you're watching this, there's a reason it's called exercise science. Yes, the exercise is part of, you know, what we do in regards to the sport that you may be looking at or play. Like that's whole one whole component, but there's also a science behind it um, of the reason why we like to incorporate certain things, whether that's a strength training program, whether that's plyometrics, whether that's, um, you know, you know, diet could be a, a major role as well. There's a reason all this is behind because we have, you know, again, through studies figured out a certain direction where it should be going. Um, and yes, you're going to have one-offs because a lot of them are studies. But um, when you start seeing a trend of all kind of coming out with the same outcomes, there's a reason for that, right? We, we want to have, you know, your athletes pay a long, play a longer time, sorry, then, hey, I just want this guy to, I know he has a little bit of a, you know, tennis elbow or has a, you know, He's a pitcher and he throws a lot and his shoulder hurts a little bit. But we really want to finish the season strong. That's kind of where you ask your question, whether it's kind of risky or not, to be able to keep pushing that athlete without having the proper warm-up, proper, you know, cool-down. could be another conversation, right? How do you, you know, go from high-intensity, you know, intervals to, hey, I'm done playing. How do I prepare my body for maybe a next game if you have a tournament or tomorrow if you have another game tomorrow, right? What goes into that physically and mentally could be a, a huge component to your athletes. But again, uh, I would say first start with, so again, we're gonna kind of prepare a little bit in your minds um, how to do a proper warm up. not necessarily, you know, form and stuff like that, but what you should apply before. So first thing you wanna do is kind of identify what, you know, major movements are you gonna be doing, whether that's in the gym, whether that's in the sport, uh, for example, basketball, you're jumping up and down a lot, you know, passing, cutting, you get it, right? So kind of figure out what movements are going to be primarily done within the sport or activity. And then you go from there, you start, you know, oh, well, I'm going to start, you know, kind of warming up my body and my, my core temperature and my body temperature, um, prepare myself mentally to what's going to go next, which is going to be your dynamic stretches. And that is where, you know, may want to do 10, 10 yards and then you start doing, you know, your own little pace of high knees, you know, karaoke, et cetera, right? And then from there you do dynamic stretches. That is where you go from that to um, doing like jump rope. If you had jump rope, you can do arm circles forward, gaiters, um, those kind of movements. And then from there you go to your status stretchings, usually after the game. And that's kind of the question where it comes, should you do it before or after, right? My idea would be if you're gonna do static stretches, that's where you hold the stretch. I want the 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 research. A lot of it is very controversial. They're saying you should do you should do it. You shouldn't. Um, depends on the outcomes in the sport again. But um, they say if you hold it for more than sixty seconds. So let's say you're doing you know your your hamstring stretch. Ideally, you don't want to hold it more than sixty seconds because then it starts interfering with the muscle a little bit in the way that it recovers, right? Because we all have thin thin filaments and the way where your muscles contract and, and, and extend. Um, anyway, that's a different topic. But 
they say if, if you're gonna do it, usually you want to do it 30 seconds or 20 seconds or less, and then go on to the next stretch because again, you're you're preparing to compete, right? You're you're preparing to uh, put your body through a workout, or whatever it may be. Uh, but that is the question, guys. Hopefully, you guys like this topic. Um, let me know in the comments what you guys think. If you guys should stretch before or after, um, what you guys currently do, and, and how you feel. Um, I'd love to know a little bit. Again, a lot of I, I use a lot of data and do a lot of research today where I like to put that into to, you know, my work and, and articles and stuff like that. So give, it, uh, give me a thumbs up, guys. Um, we have more coming. Just let me know what you guys want to hear. I'd love to get more of a feedback from you guys. But here we are again. Um, stay safe. Take care. Comment, subscribe, and share with the coach or anybody that you may have. And let me know what they think. Thanks, guys.